on the screen. Um, there are two parts to this message, by the way. And as you look at that, I'll say for the first time visitor, my name is Pastor St. Clair Sterling. I'm not the senior pastor here. I'm not even one of the pastors here. I am a traveling speaker. And every time I don't know who's doing it, but every time they reach out to me, it's hard for me to say no. <laughs> And so, you know, I, I thank God for the opportunity. And as I said, my name is St. Clair Sterling. I'm married. I have three children. I have two with my wife. And I have a son who lives in Connecticut. And he's my oldest child. He's before Christ. And pray for me. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for him. Um, he is at that age where he thinks he knows everything. And I'm somewhat troubled. But I have to be wise as well. Because I hope I'm not on, on record when I say this. I want to lay my hands on him sometimes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. He thinks he knows everything. And then he had the audacity to tell me one day um, on a phone conversation, Dad, you know I'm smarter than you and Mom. He said that. He said that. And of course, um, he pushed my flesh button. And I said to him firmly, I said, son, I love you, but you must never ever say that again for anything. You know, he, he, he troubled my ego. <laughs> he really did. And over the years, we've had, you know, several conversations, but um, it's really good, honestly, you know, when all is said and done. It's very good to be here with you. And um, the, just, to, just to go back to the, the first slide, please, a better way, all right? So this is actually a devotional you can find if you use the version app okay you can go on there and search for it no this is not my work exclusively i believe though it is important for us as the body of christ to know or to be reminded that there is a better way okay in christ though that's 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 where the exclusivity comes in that it's in christ all right Remember what he said in John 14, and then we'll get into that. And so he'll go back to the slide, okay? You see that? It's not Jamaica. I wish it was. However, I thank God for the bodies. You know, we have multiple bodies of water across the globe. And so there I was, okay? One day on vacation, a scene just like that. I woke up. And I'll be honest with you, I, I asked myself the question, okay, why do I feel so anxious? Why do I feel exhausted? It didn't happen overnight, I can tell you that. But it hit me that day. Here is what was alarming to me. I was on my third day of vacation. Feeling anxious. I felt exhausted. I was overwhelmed and exhausted. And I couldn't really pinpoint why. And so the title of this morning's message, as I said, it's two parts. is simply this. Is there a better way? Now turn with me in your Bibles to John 14. We're going somewhere with this. Are you guys hearing me yeah. clearly? Are you telling me I do not need a microphone? Yeah. Praise God. I love the setup, okay? 
Yeah, I like to hear people leaf through their Bibles. If you use your smartphone, no, no. Go back, go back to the first, no, yeah, that, that question. Is there a better way? Have you ever been there? Can you relate to feeling exhausted, stressed, horrid, running on empty, and sometimes easily irritated? Can you relate? Let, let me go backwards. I think it's okay to do this. I think I'm in the right spot. Have you ever felt exhausted? Yes. Stressed? Yes. Hurried? Yes. Especially if you're the owner of your business or you're the leader of a department or you just woke up this morning. <laughs> running on empty. Yes. Easily irritated. Can you relate? Yes. We have all we have to pause and ask ourselves this question. Is there a better way? In his book, John Mark Comer, if you have a chance, I would encourage you to go ahead and purchase this book, okay? The title of the book is simply The Rootless Elimination of Hurry. Can you see it? The ruthless elimination of hurry. I know I told you guys to turn to John chapter 14. We're still on track, by the way. We'll get to that precious passage. Psychologists make a mental health. Psychologists and mental health are now talking about an epidemic of the modern world called, are you ready for this? Go ahead, Brother Paul. Hurry, sickness. So what is it? It's a behavior pattern characterized by continual rushing and anxiousness. Have you ever heard the term, the tyranny of the urgent? You guys have never heard that term before? Where everything should be done yesterday. Okay, yes, it's called... The tyranny of the urgent. Remember, as I said, psychologists and mental health are now talking about an epidemic. It is happening real time of the modern world called hurry sickness. God help us. John Oberg, in his book titled The Life You've Always Wanted, says, For many of us, the great danger is not that we will renounce our faith. It is that we will become so distracted and rushed and preoccupied that we will settle for a mediocre version of Christianity. We will just skim our lives instead of actually living our lives in Christ. I think we can all agree, church, that life can get hurried, rushed, and anxious. The disciples were troubled. They were worried. The disciples had reasons to be troubled. Jesus had just told them that one of them was a traitor. 
that all of them would deny him and that he would leave them that night. Which brings us to John chapter 14 beginning with verse 1. And I'm reading, you can see it there on your screen. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. Church, I want to remind us, Jesus isn't just the truth and the life. Jesus is also the way. Some of us in Christendom are satisfied with Jesus Christ being the truth. Some of us are even satisfied with having eternal life in Jesus Christ. And some of us really and truly do have a difficult time accepting that he is the way. The, the, the word way in the Greek means, which is hodas, it simply means road. The longest highway or the most miles covered here in this great nation, the continent of the United States of America, is when you hop on I-90 from east to west. It's over 3,000 miles long if you want to leave the east coast to the west coast. Remember, it's over 3,000 miles long and you should stay on Interstate 90. Is that true? You can check it out. Don't just listen to the preacher tell you this. You should Google that after church though. Not only that, I-95 will take you from Miami, Florida to Canada. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of you are familiar with that. Especially if you're old school like me. You remember, you know, breaking out those, those maps. And how many of us use those uh, folded LK? And there was a big argument in the car. Praise God. <laughs> or you got kids with you. Mommy, are we there yet? Like they're in charge of the journey. Are we there yet? Be quiet, please. But you get it. Jesus Christ is not just the truth and the life. As I said, too many of us in the body of Christ are just satisfied with those two truths. And we find it extremely difficult, including me at times, by the way. I'm not just preaching to uh, the parishioners. But here we are today being reminded that Jesus Christ is the way. How many of you know that the way matters? It's true. It is true. As I said, the quickest way to Dover is on Route 13. Is that true? 
If you stay on row 13, okay, yes, it's the quickest way to Dover. Is that true? Or you're going to Salisbury, depending on where you're coming from, but it's the main road that takes you all the way to Dover if you hop on it. And east, uh, north, and south if you want to go to Salisbury. The quickest route, even if you have to take the back roads, you will end up probably on Route 13, okay? Even though there are multiple ways, if I say to you, you need to go find out where the car store is, it's on 13. You can come up with all these brilliant ideas and other ways to get there. But if you want to get to the car store, you got to take Route 13. You guys are still with me. I continue to yell at you. You keep bringing me back. I don't get it. <laughs> the right thing, church, done the wrong way, doesn't always work out well. Is that true? true. The right thing, done the wrong way, doesn't always work out well. Example, how many of you like to make money? <laughs> if you make money the wrong way, you'll go to jail. It is as plain and simple as that. Are you with me? Are you still with me? Come on. All right? How many of you are married? Don't raise your hand now. Or you're dating. You know what the Bible says about waiting until after marriage. Is that true? Yeah, that's, that's not a suggestion. It's, it's, it's set in stone. Okay, that we should wait until after we both made a covenant, right, in the presence of God and man. Of course, you'll say, well, that's not in the Bible. However, we've learned over the years that it is very important to be in the, the group of those who we consider to be brothers and sisters. And we want to celebrate with you, okay? Never enter the promised land before the enemies are taken care of. No wonder why the divorce rate is so high. That's a different story. People entering into the promised land before time. Just wait. The way matters. The way matters. What God says is true. Let God be true. And everybody else a big fat liar. Sorry. Let tell them the preacher said that. Jesus isn't just the way to heaven church. He is the way to a better life now. He is. If we don't watch it. We can look to Jesus for life and truth, but look to others, the world, for the way. And this is what the world says. I guess this is how business is done. Or, I guess this is how families are supposed to be. Don't even get me started on that one. Everyone else is on social media or they're just in the media. So we must do the same. Is that true for us being born again Christians? Listen to it. It's a trick question. If the way matters, there must be a distinction between us and the, the world. Everybody else is doing it doesn't mean. We should be doing it. It is okay everywhere else doesn't mean it is okay in my home or in my business or in my relationships. 
This can be a very scary spot to live in, by the way, if we allow the world to dictate what we do and say. It may be the case that Christians, unfortunately, some of us are assimilating to a culture of busyness. Hurry and overload. Which leads to God becoming more marginalized in our lives. Which leads to a deterioration or deteriorating relationship with God. Which leads to Christians becoming even more vulnerable to adopting secular assumptions about how to live. Which leads to, you realize that everything is connected here. A little compromise here, a little compromise there, and Jesus Christ is no longer the way, and people are questioning our Christianity. You see, I'm not being religious here, church. I'm being real. You see, I'm a realist. The pessimist goes, uh, there is no light in the tunnel. Okay? The optimist says, there is a light, and it's not an uncommon trend. But the realist goes, there will be another tunnel. <laughs> okay, I don't know where you fall. But these are, you know, tributaries going somewhere. They're going somewhere. And for us as Christians, it is incumbent upon us to make sure we're following ultimately the person of Jesus Christ. He's not just the truth. He's not just eternal life. He is the way. His disciples said it. They asked the question, how can we know the way? And he made it abundantly clear. He could have said, you know, I am one of the ways. No, he goes, I am the way. But this is how we do it. This is the way the world works. Way to success. Way to win. Way to get ahead. Way to be happy. Just push it, right? Come on. Drive harder. Achieve, conquer, get things, flex on them, flex on them. Come on, you got it. Show what you got. Way we do it, right? That's, that's pretty much the world, yeah? God help us, man. God help us. Lord Jesus Christ, help us. Please, deliver us from the agenda of the world and the tyranny of the urgent. You know, Jesus Christ practiced... The Sabbath, did you know that? Oh, he did. He was very intentional about practicing his father's heart. The crowds would show up often when you read the Bible. And he was there and he would slip away from the crowd to be alone with the, the father. Did you know that the Sabbath was made for us? It was given to us. And if we do not enjoy the Sabbath... No wonder why, unfortunately, some of us are easily irritable. Mm -mm. Oh my goodness. I guess you won't invite me back this time. <laughs> there has to be a day set aside where we just chill out and enjoy the Lord. I'm just saying, Monday through Friday, I get it. That's for my boss. I have a family to take care of, so I want to make sure I'm on my A game. But in order for me to be replenished and ready for the following week, I, I, I make sure I'm spending quality time with the way. 
There are some things I need to know. There are some things we need to learn. And outside of spending time with Jesus Christ on purpose, being intentional, brothers and sisters, it will never happen. Come unto me, all ye that have labored and are. Some of us are God, including me. The remedy for being heavy laden, and then we'll get into it. I'll show you a very, a very funny picture. We have to learn and lean into the Lord. Learn from him and lean into him. That's what he's saying to us. That's what he said to his disciples. I'm the way. Learn from me. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There's a way that appears to be right. It appears to be right. Do you know what I'm talking about? When I choose to lean on my own understanding without first consulting God and godly people, okay, then it appears to seem right in my eyes, okay? What does the scripture say? But in the end, it leads to what? To death of multiple things, by the way. Of multiple things. There is a way that appears to be right, but that leads to death. But the way of Jesus leads to life. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20 through 22 in the NLT says, By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. Jesus not only invites us to heaven, church, but invites us to a better way. We're still talking about the way matters. He invites us not only to heaven, which... One day, as a matter of fact, so you know, not to be morbid, the mortality rate is 100%. And the only way some of us, unless the Lord tarries, and there will be a trumpet and some of us are caught up, the only way to get there, okay, you get the point, right? No, I'm not trying to be morbid or, you know, off-call, no, 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 I'm being real with you. Jesus not only invites us to heaven, but invites us to a better way. He is. The better way. Not Muhammad. Not, sorry, not Allah. Not all these other gods. As a matter of fact, verb ending changes everything. Is that true? Do you know anything about English? Of course. You know, we speak our own English, right? And then you have, you know, um, the, the Queen's English, which I grew up speaking, right? So they're somewhat different, but you get it. You see, Muhammad died and he's still dead. Is that true? Come on, name some other names, some other gods. Krishna, Buddha died and he's still dead. Yes. Verb ending, right? Yeah. You name all these other gods that people worshipped before. They died and they're still dead. But Jesus died. And he rose again on the third day. And it changes the verb ending. He lives. He lives. He knows what he's talking about. So if he tells us, which he has, I am the way. He didn't lie to us. And the way matters. And he is the better way. I don't care what other people tell you. Matthew 11 
verses 28 through 30. Here is the invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Yes. yes. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am what? Gentle and humble in heart. So he has just revealed his heart to us. Did you know that? Jesus is gentle and humble and heart. That's who he is. And you will do it. Find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And his, come on. That is, is that, is, is that an oxymoron? Think about it. His yoke is, normally a yoke can be a pretty heavy thing. And then he goes, his burden. Have you ever felt burden before? Been there? But he goes, my burden is, that's, that's why I think it's an oxymoron. Heavy light, or what is that? But that's what Jesus tells us. I'm going to put this, this, this um, funny picture up there, please. Okay. That's the best I could come up with, all right? Don't stone me, all right? Please. But you get it. All right? Those two are yoked up. They are. Wherever one goes, the other goes, okay? And Jesus is saying, because he is the way, where I go when you're yoked up to me, there you go as well. That's it. Why? Because he is the experienced, the most experienced one. And where he goes, even when it's difficult, remember his burden is still easy and his yoke is, yes, 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 you guys are here. Put my yoke on you, not your yoke on me. Not too many Christians are asking Jesus to walk with them. Not too many, unfortunately. I'm just telling you right now. Where so many things are happening within the body of Christ. I'm a member of the body and so are you. You know, this, this, this kind of stuff with celebrity Christianity where I have a problem with that. So, you know, I really do. You know, I mean, Christ emptied himself and he came here and he humbled himself. He didn't have to do it. He gave up his heavenly prerogative. Okay? Yeah, this, 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 this. God have mercy upon us. It's not Christ. It's the world. The world is trying to infiltrate and come in and, and slither its way into the church. And there is no distinction as the, as the body of Christ. There must be a distinction. There, there must be a distinction. God help us. Too many Christians are wanting Christ to fulfill their agenda instead of learning him being the way. And saying, yes, Lord, I want your way. Did Jesus Christ not say to us, in this world you will encounter difficulty? I have a problem with preachers telling the, 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 the parishioners you're going to live your best life now. That's a problem. You guys are going quiet. I guess I'll just move on. Here we go. You may say, but Jesus wasn't a single mom. Of course, he was never. Will never be. 
All right? I understand. These are some of the things people will come up with, okay? He does have two jobs. We understand. But he had a very, very big, I would say, pretty assignment when he was here on earth. He was perfect. That was a really big assignment. You think? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was sinless. Still is. Big assignment. He, he never sinned. And yet still, he died for the sins of the world. Did he ever waver in his commitment to the Father? He never did. However, he was tempted to, was he not? He was. Did you know that Jesus Christ felt like throwing in the towel? Did you know that? Hell yeah. He said, Lord, this, this cup, this cup, this cup, this cup, Lord... This cup, the suffering, uh, is it possible? Even Christ negotiated, is it possible? But nevertheless, not my way, but yours. And he went to the cross. Show that picture back up there, my friend. There I was. On vacation, hurried, worried, stressed, exhausted, and of course, I was always on my smartphone all the time. And so, you're not alone, just here to remind us that Jesus Christ is not just the truth and life, He's also the way. As I started out by saying, there are two parts to this message. I'm hoping and praying with God's help. Hopefully next, well, next Sunday will be the what? The third, right? Hopefully I'll be able to come again, not sure, come again and share with you. I would say bring your children if you're able to. Invite them. Invite a friend. It's, it's, it's going to be very interesting. We want to take a closer look at social media and the impact of social media upon our lives. I know it's you know affecting the church and what 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 the Lord is calling us to do in response to that. And remember the question, right? The title of the message. Remember the question? What is it? Is there a better way? The good news is yes, there is. Who is the better way? Jesus Christ. Thank you so much again for the invitation. It's always a blessing. And I consider this a tremendous responsibility. One, I don't take it lightly. And two, I'm praying for you guys. I really do love you like family. It's become um, one of my favorite things to do when I do not have to do Teen Challenge work is to come and fellowship with you. Amen. I'm not able to go around and touch everybody, but I get excited. It feels like you guys are living in Seaford, Delaware. I don't know. Okay? But um, God bless you. I want to bless um, you know, your former pastor and just the leadership team here. And remember this. Yes, there is a better way. And it's not found in the world. It's not. We're not against the world, church. That's not what we're saying. We, we are praying that unbelievers will come to know who Jesus is. But we're constantly being bombarded and probably inundated with the stuff that's coming at us from all over the place. It's like we're constantly bombarded with who we should be separate and apart from who Christ 
in his word tells us we should be. There must be that distinction. Did you know, and I'll close with this question. Did you know that unbelievers know, they really do know some of them, how Christians should be living? Did you know that? You guys didn't know that? Oh, you said you were a Christian, but... So, if that is true, which it is, whose ways are better? Is it the understanding of the world? Or who Christ is and who we are in him? We have a responsibility as ambassadors to represent Christ in a broken world. And it's not easy, however, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and Godliness. The Lord bless you.